Well, good morning again. I'm so glad that, uh, I'm, I'm glad today. I know I keep saying that, but I really am. Um, I've just been thinking a lot as we're beginning this year about some of the things that haven't been present in a while in my life. And uh, to be able to gather with people and to worship with them, I hope that uh, we always see how, how beautiful a thing that is for us in our lives. And so uh, as we sing songs, as we hear lyrics, uh, what a gift that is on this, on this day. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, come and fill this place. Holy Spirit, come and be among us in this time. Holy Spirit, open our hearts to see what needs to be removed and then what needs to be filled within. Holy Spirit, if there are those who are here who are weary, let them find rest. If there are those here who are eager, let them see their purpose. Lord, we pray right now that we know You more. Guide us in this time. Amen. When I was in high school, I was a freshman. I guess that's how high school begins for most, except you advanced people that get to skip that freshman year. I don't know. Anyway, I was in high school, and I remember uh, I was the younger sibling. My sister is older than me. And... Um, but my parents would have stories of when they were in high school. My parents were high school sweethearts, but that they were in the theater program, all right? So that was pretty awesome. So they would tell me stories of, of being in that, um, and it was always fun to hear. And then also, uh, my sister was also in then the high school theater program, which was super cool. And so there was this expectation maybe I put upon myself, not from my parents or my sister, but just like, maybe I should be part of the theater program. I mean, I am about 6'7", so I could try out for the basketball team or see if I can stand up on a stage and look taller. That's why... Anyway, anyway, no, anyway. But, uh, but so I remember that first audition. And have you ever, any of you ever gone or done any kind of auditions for theater or anything any I want to see so okay awesome so so like a, the way that this audition was set up was that you would go up on the stage and uh, we all lined up as guys right so you had all these high school guys up on stage in the high school auditorium and uh, they would just at first the the director and the choir director they said we're all going to sing a song together so we're all standing up on the stage, all the way across the stage, the red curtains behind us, you know, everything. And, and it wasn't at that point in my life, uh, I didn't really think that I could sing. I'll just be honest. I, I didn't think I could sing. And um, uh, so, like, I grew up in a family. Mom would play piano, and Dad would sing, and my sister would sing, and I would just sit there and think about Bo Jackson and sports. That's sort of what I was doing, you know. But in this moment, all of a sudden, I was just wanting to fit in with my family and uh, fit in with some of my friends. And we're going and we're singing, you know, this audition. So the nerves are kicking in, right? Oh, my goodness. I'm like, is this okay? And I remember standing in that line towards the, like, middle end to that line. Not the end, but, like, middle and the middle, the end of the middle, middle, I don't know. And so, and then we all had to individually sing. You had to stand forward in front of everybody else and sing this line oh my goodness crazy and people started doing this and i'm like 
And, like, and there was responses from the audience, which was all the girls, right? Because all the guys were up front. Nothing intimidating for a, a, a high school freshman. And so, and I remember this. And then there were some guys who knew they couldn't sing, but they just wanted to be in the theater. So they would just be funny and people would laugh, right? And I remember as it got, got closer and closer and closer to me, like the nerves were just getting deeper, right? And like, oh my goodness, can I sing? I don't even think, what am I doing here? I can't sing. And it got to me and I stepped forward and I sang the line that I was told to sing. And then I stepped back. There was no reaction. The, usually things that I do, people laugh at. I've, that's, I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm still trying to discern what that what means. And, but usually, and no one laughed. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I stepped back. And then the line was finished. And before I could leave the stage, before I could leave the stage, before as people were leaving, the choir director, the high school choir director, ran up to me and said, you need to be inquire next year, and I want you to sign up right now. This isn't a brag story by any means, uh, but it was in that moment, even though I had sang before, even though I had sang you know, with my family, it wasn't until that moment that I believed that I could sing. And as we begin this new year, as we begin this new year, I want to sort of just step into, for this month, step into this idea of do we believe that God has given us gifts? And do we believe that God has placed a calling upon your life? And I, what I'm trying to say here is that often I think we can feel like I did as a freshman. It wasn't until someone came up to me and said, I think you can sing. Even the people in my network, in my group, my family, my inner circle, they could tell me that, but sometimes we don't want to believe them. But do we ever take the time in our lives to say, God, what have you gifted me with? And God, now I believe the gifts that you have given in me. And so we're going to take this month and look at this. And I'm really excited about this. I'm really, I really am because I believe that God, something that we have to really understand is that God has gifted us all. There's sometimes that we don't want to believe that, but God has given each and every one of you a unique gift. And I want us to figure out that, what that is. And so let's first look at 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, verses 7 through 11. And this is a popular passage when it comes to spiritual gifts uh, and understanding them. And I'm going to pause really quick, really quick. If you're sitting here and being like, is this going to get weird? Like, I mean, you know it. You, you've watched like YouTube videos. Like, is this going to get weird? This isn't going to get weird. All right? I just want you to hear that. I want you to hear that there are very common gifts that we are blessed with. And over the years, for some of us, we have thought, nope, those are the things that like, you know, those, those televangelists do or those things that we see in third world countries. No. I want you to hear that you have a unique gift that probably you are already using, but you aren't seeing as wanting to be used by God. Okay? So let's look at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, 7 through 11. And it says this right here. Here we go. All right. Now... To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. 
to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, and another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the works of one and the same Spirit, and He distrib- distributes them distributes them to each one, just as He determines. Leave that last scripture up there for a second. All right. So as we jump into this, the first thing that we really see is that the gifting of the Spirit, or the gifting that come, comes from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is often the part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that we often don't talk about. It's the left out kid. It's the, you know, left out kid, the middle child of families, I guess. No, but uh, it's, it's one of those things. And we, we have to understand the Spirit because the Spirit is what dwells among us right now. The Spirit is probably what prompted you to be here today. The Spirit is the one that prompts you as you read through Scriptures and you hear things that maybe you've never heard before. So we want to understand this. The Spirit then is also the one that allows for us to see the gifts that we have and then allows for us to open our eyes to see them. Now I believe as, as we look at this passage, Paul who wrote it, Paul was, was uh, someone who never met Jesus. Just just to recap here, Paul was someone who never met Jesus. He encountered Jesus after Jesus had ascended into heaven. And and then Paul became this great missionary going to the ends of the earth to tell people about Jesus. That's pretty awesome. But Paul, when he writes this, I believe that the main point that he is trying to get at, as we see a list of of diverse different, different kinds of gifts, Paul is wanting to make sure that each member of the church, each member of the church, recognizes that they have a gift for the common good, to be used for the common good of the whole church. That's powerful. The gifts that you are given, sometimes we have these gifts and we say, look at me. Like, right? Look at me. I can sing in the theater. You know, whatever. But like, that was, that's what got me the part. Just that move right there. Anyway, but, uh, but look... But we can use those gifts and we can have a successful life by using those gifts for our gain. But what we have to begin to realize is that we have gifts that we are to use to do do something to make the church grow. That's the point of the gifts. That's the point. If you are keeping your gifts to yourself and not allowing for the church and the kingdom of God to grow, then you are not utilizing the gifts that God has given to you. Paul is trying to drive this home in this passage. And that there are many different gifts that are given to all people, and that these gifts can be used in different ways, but the main reason for these gifts to be used is to grow the kingdom of God, to grow the church. Now what's funny in this, right? We look at this and we're like, Paul, he is the spiritual giant. He is this great missionary. You know what people knew Paul as? A tent maker. That was his occupation. That was his occupation. I make tents. I'm like, that's really impressive, uh, Paul. I make tents with my kids, like in the living room with blankets and pillows. Really cool. But no, uh, but that's what he did. That was his occupation. It wasn't his call. And it wasn't his gift. So you may be sitting here and say, oh, I know what my call is. I do this. This is what people know me as. This is what my profession is. That is not your call. That is not necessarily your gift. I want you to hear in this day that there is a unique gift that is given to you from God, and we need to begin to open our hearts up 
to this. As we begin a new year and wonder what this new year will bring, I, I think how cool would it be to believe that you have been given a gift from God to use and then use it in a way that will draw, draw other people into knowing that they are loved by Jesus. So I believe that there's a couple problems, though, in, in receiving this. Is the first one is this. is Often when we hear about calling the church, if you've grown up in the church, uh, often we have uh, this mindset that a call is only for a pastor. A call is only for a missionary who goes to the, you know, to the other side of the world or to an evangelist, Right? I mean, if we've grown up in the church, we, oh, they've been called to go to, to the uh, Antarctica to tell people about Jesus, you know. And so, and we're like, oh, that's, that's a call. And that's not, I, I think we have to move beyond that. That is not just what calls are for. That is not who is just gifted to advance the church. So if that's your first mindset, then I want you to, to move beyond that today and begin to see that there is something that God is stirring in all of us. Remember, Paul was just a tent maker. The second problem, and I want to read this quote. It says this by Art Lindsay. He says, The problem is that many people don't see themselves as significant and do not have a vision for how God wants them to make a difference in the world through their unique gifts. I believe self-doubt can be a big part within the church. I come here to be filled up. I come here to consume. I come here, and we forget that we come to a group of people to begin to learn to see what we are gifted in, what God has given us gifts to do. That's what we do as a community. We want to help you discern, each other discern, where we can strive and succeed in the eyes of God. That's pretty neat. And so we want to understand that we can't stay in that self-doubt and say, I, you know, God doesn't want to use a sinner like me. If I had a dime for every time I heard that, I'd be coming in on my hoverboards, you know, my hover car. Wouldn't that be cool? Does Tesla make a hover car yet? That's what I'd have. Anyway, I don't even know. But that's, that's, not a, that's not a truth there. God doesn't want you to feel that he can't get, use you and that he hasn't given you gifts. As, as Tiffany said in worship, uh, 1 Peter 4.10 is this awesome passage. says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. How beautiful is that? I mean, if you're coming here dragging your feet and say, what do I have to offer? I got yelled at by my boss. I, I can't figure out how to work, manage my employees at work, or whatever it might be. Like, I hope that when you walk into here, you begin to see. That, that, that's important, don't get me wrong. But like, man, kingdom work. Mm. That's what it's all about. You know? Can't manage my employees that great, but boy, they know that I love them the way that Jesus loves me. Boy, that's huge. That's huge. So I want to go over this list that is ginormous. I believe there's 18 here. And I'm not going to read all of them, Travis, because it's a lot. I know you love it when I call your name out. That's why you're back there and not up on stage. That's Travis, Eric, and Aaron. Anyway, all right, so here we go. Uh, here we go. I'm just going to say it because I want you to see this list. Also, if you have your phones out, like, do you have one on each slide, Travis? Or you do? Oh, my gosh. Okay. If you want, you can, like, video it. I'll, I'll post some places later. But you can take pictures of these. But these are the different ones. And I'm not going to read each one of them because there's a lot. But one is administration, right? 
okay? The ability to help steer the church or ministries. Some of you are good with all that stuff, like planning, organizing, supervising. The next one is apostle. This is a person who's sent to new places uh, with the gospel. All right, let's go on. Discernment. This is a good one for, for people in the church. I know that I've been blessed by people who are good at discernment. The, the wisdom to recognize. Then there's evangelism. People who go and are able to successfully communicate the message of the gospel. Uh, uh, now listen to me. There's some people who can have more than one gift. There's some people who have one gift. And there's some people who, you know, I think we're talking about superheroes here. Like, pretty sure I got bit by a spider and that's my gift. Anyway, no, but I'm focusing. But event, okay, so this one. Exhortation is the next one. The offering encouragement. I think this is one that a lot of people have, but they're too afraid to use. All right? All right? I know a lot of you. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to brand you with multi-gifted people. All right? I don't know if that, I hope that, yeah, okay. So, all right, next one is this. Faith. Someone who has a gift of faith and confidence in the power of promise. We know we've been around some of these people who just the, the radiance of their faith is deep. We understand this. The, the next one is giving. Giving. Those who have this gift are, are willing to give of their resources and, and give it of their time. and powerful. Next is healing. Some of, these, some of these gifts are those gifts that were like, ooh, but it's true. I have a friend who has a gift of healing, and I've seen him heal people. It's powerful. Helps. And the next one is this. Helps. Someone who's just good at helping. They're just that, you know, we call them like the, the, the worker bees, right? Man, those are amazing people. The next one is this, hospitality. Natural, like just being able to help people, take on strangers. doesn't matter who they are. They'll welcome you into your home, right? They're like, the laundry's out. They don't care. You're welcome in my house, you know? I haven't vacuumed, but it doesn't matter. You're welcome here, you know? Uh, that's good. Knowledge is the next one. There's some, of, some people who just understand the knowledge of the, of the Scriptures well, and they want to share that with others, small group leaders and, and others as well. Next is this, leadership. Leadership, being able to lead people, you know? Some people are good at leading people at work. Well, maybe now it's time to lead people at the church, you know? Next is this, mercy. Uh, being able to be someone who is, is just has a merciful heart. The next is prophecy. Some of you are like, I prophesy that this sermon's going too long. But anyway, uh, but no, but that being able to, to have that, that's, that's a powerful thing. And the next is this serving, uh, a talent to identify tasks needed for the body of Christ and using available resources to get the job done. And then the next one, and this is sometimes where we go a lot of times, is speaking in tongues. That's a whole other sermon series, maybe a whole year of sermons. The next is this, then teaching, people who are able to teach things. And the next is this, wisdom, and that's the last one. That's a long list of things. And I encourage you, you can go back, you can ask me for this list, and you can look at that again, or you can do some research on your own. But we're going to be coming back to this quite a bit, actually. Back to 1 Corinthians as well, and be studying this throughout this month. Uh, and, and I really want you to begin to see that these gifts that we have are to be able to be used in a way that breathes life into people. You know, some people, they can... we've. I've known people that have said, this is my gift, and they make me feel so small. They use it in a way that is harmful and hurtful. And I love this. Like, you know, we all know the marriage passage in 1 Corinthians 13. And I think this is a good reminder for us, is that it follows all of these spiritual gifts. Paul is talking about spiritual gifts that you have and how that you will use them. And that you can believe in who God has called you to be. And then he gets to this passage where he gets, starts 1 Corinthians 13. You know, because sometimes we feel that we have to use these gifts to make other people, you know, we throw the Bible at them, you know. Ah! 
But this, is what's, this isn't a passage that's for marriage, even though it's read a lot of marriages, or weddings, I mean. Uh, but this is a passage for how we use our spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 13, 1. It says this, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal or an annoying club air horn. Anyway, sorry. But, but this is the reality, right? When we use our gifts, they need to be done in a way where we are demonstrating the love of Jesus to people. I've been in some religious pockets in my life just because of the life that I have led. And I've been around some jerks. And I don't like it. But I've also been around people who have been abundantly and fruitfully gifted. And they demonstrate it with great love. And it's in that moment when I see their spiritual gifts shared with me through the love of Jesus, my heart is warmed. And I believe that the church then grows. The kingdom of God grows. Now as we come to a conclusion of the service today, uh, I'm going to do something uh, that you are free to come forward to be part of. Uh, uh, It's not going to be too weird. Um, But in the Scriptures, we see that as we are wanting to go with God, go where God is leading us, we often see in the Old Testament that there are people who are anointed with oil. And now some of the symbolism, some of, the, of it has changed, but we as Christians, as followers of Jesus, when we want to make that declaration, we want the symbol of the oil placed upon our forehead. Where we say, it is time and I'm ready to go with God this year. I want to go with God and I want to know the gifts that God has for me. All right? And so uh, we're going to play some kind of music uh, or whatever, Pat. I don't think I told anybody. Uh, I definitely dropped the ball on that one. And so, like, as we come forward, I want to just offer that invitation. I'm going to be up here, and I have some anointing oil. And I, I feel free. It, this isn't, like, you're not going to, like, leave this place and be like, and now I can fly or any. That wasn't on the list or anything. But it's more of you coming forward and saying, I want this year. And this time, to be a time where I say I'm going with God. God is at the front of my life. And I want to declare this right now. Uh, 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 that's what this, this time is going exp- to be. So uh, I'm going to just stand up here. You can form a line if you want or, or whatever and come forward. And so I'm going to pray. And then, uh, and then we're going we're gonna to do this right now. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, um, We know that you are at work in our lives or we wouldn't be here right now. And Holy Spirit, right now, as we come to this time where uh, we can have a decision to make about saying, Lord, uh, I want you to be at the front of it all this year. I I want to go with you. I don't want I don't want anything else. I want to see and I want to believe the gifts that you have given to me and I want to use them in a way I want to use them in a way that will grow your church. And I need to say, Lord, I am yours. So right now, Lord, we ask that you bless this
this oil. Let it represent to us saying, uh, we are followers of you and that we are going to go with you wherever you will lead us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.